Time, episode two. I am one of your hosts, Haley Elder, and I'm joined by Jonathan Cisneros and Graham Gannett. Um, today we're going to be talking about attachment issues. But before which, that, we're going to talk about our week. Which we, how is your week going, everyone? It's weak as hell. That's what I was going to say. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm weak after this week. Mm. Knees are weak. Palms are heavy. Arm spaghetti. I went to the gym for the first time in really? forever today. How was that? It was crazy. I can not lift weights, but I tried. Girl, you get there. You'll get I was there. Like bench pressing the bar and like dying. <laughs> you went straight for a bench press. I, I like. I will run laps all day to avoid touching a weight. But I don't want to run laps. I want to get strong. You gotta do it. You gotta lift Girl. heavy too. I, I'm such a fan of. I love a good lifting that's all i do Haley, you're such a girl boss can you speak to that and tell us where you get your motivation um i get the motivation from myself <laughs> that from was really inner, <laughs> inner from my self. inner child um from your inner child <laughs> <laughs> so jonna does the little child inside of you uh-huh it's growing. It growing i'm on my it, yeah. first trimester um oh <laughs> I'm kidding. Who's the father? Yeah. It was immaculate. It was an immaculate we conception. About this last week yeah, you did. Turn into, <laughs> turn into Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. I was kidding. The it was Mari it was show. my marriage pact match that reached out to me. <gasps> oh, I never got a oh, match. Oh my god. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Um, I did it. How do you Yeah. I didn't check because I didn't really care. Uh, oh, but I the care. guy that I matched with messaged me. Is it a UNL thing? Yes. Um, so UNL did a little matchmaker thing where you filled out a quiz, right? Yeah. And results are in apparently. It's an algorithm. So I'm about to get married. I never got a match, so I just want to know. I just want to know why. Because you already have one. I True, made him take You're it already too. married. I, I took it thinking I like was 100% sure that Mark and I would get matched up. And then I was like reading the questions and I was like, I that probably was, shouldn't be taking that. That was a rude awakening. <laughs> well, I, neither of us got a match. So maybe. Well, I talked to the people that did it because I, I wrote a story on it. And they said that it's a lot better for finding like either like really compatible friends because it's an algorithm and that like relationships are based off of so many more extenuating circumstances than an algorithm uh but it's still like a fun little like thing to do uh also like there was a question about how taken are you so if both of you said you're like pretty taken they're not going to match you up with anyone i was talking to you (laughs) i was talking to mark Mark and haley i thought you meant me and haley and i was like what yeah if you guys both put taken, maybe they were like "Uh -uh, (laughs) uh-uh two no one for you not these in this economy (laughs) So I had a pretty bad week, not gonna lie. I caught my son kissing a girl. <laughs> and how old is your son? Yeah. He's fifteen. He's wow. Oh, let him do what he wants, dude. Yeah, he's Early, basically an adult. Late, he's basically an adult. Should I kick him out? Honestly, yeah, make him start paying rent. How gotta pull your own, son. True. My week was also trash. Why is that? Various reasons. Oh. Uh 
I'm just tired. Just tired. Mercury retrograde doing a number it's on over. me. It's and not it's over. Pisces it's season. So, ew, we're all gonna Dude, cry. Hate, so I realized I hate Pisces. Oh, thank you. Are you a Pisces? Yes. Um, I realized <laughs> that my worst exes are ultra hypochondriac, self-centered Pisces, and you're not that at all. You're none of those things. You're nice Pisces. I like you a lot, but I've just realized that. There are two types of Pisces. There is an unstable Pisces that has a savior complex and a victim complex at the same time. And then there is a stable Pisces who still has a little bit of a savior complex, but they manage it well and they're just empathetic. Um, so, okay. We all had a, not a craptacular week, uh, but it's going to be better right next week even though it's pisces season and a full moon and we're all gonna cry we just need to get those emotions out just communicate what uh, pisces season is all about no it's about crying yeah and why do you cry to release your emotions yeah that doesn't mean i have to communicate anything <laughs> um i haven't cried in a hot sec oh my god this weekend mark and i saw should finish that mark and i saw um little fish at the ross and it's like about like this disease where you lose your memory and it's about like a couple like that loses their memory and then it, just, it was so sad mark was literally like bawling in the theater and you i would mean... just like turn to him and he would just have like puddles of tears oh and the gosh. only time i cried was when she put a dog down and i <laughs> like i didn't even cry about the movie and then afterwards there were like little like um like decals on the seats at the ross for like people who I don't know, like, you can get your name on the seat. Oh. And there was one that, like, what, it was, like, two names. And then it was, like, movie lovers forever. And he was, like, do you think they're dead? <laughs> That's so sweet, That's though. I but then we looked that. them up and they were both alive. Oh. I love that he has the stability to display his emotions. <laughs> it sounds like The Notebook. And I bawled like a baby the first time I watched The Notebook. Dude, I cry every time I think about it. I watched Logan and I cried. Don't, don't start thinking about it. It's the well, Axman. <laughs> it's the la It's about like Logan, like the Wolverine dying, basically. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I like the X Men series. Shoot me. <laughs> okay. A little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Someone else will get that. More like sex men. Honestly, Hugh Jackman. Am I right, Oof. fellas. Yeah, I saw a bunch of like thirst trap Hugh Jackman videos. Hugh Jackman's hot. Six if you have a knife kink, oh my gosh. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Wolverine, I <laughs> Haley, you look like clueless. You know who <laughs> I don't like. know what you're talking about. Wolverine has blades that shoot out of his hands. Is it Edward Scissorhands? Oh my. <laughs> Honestly, though, Johnny Depp is Edward Scissorhands equally as hot if not no. more actually that's my personal opinion nah he's too scared. like mm -mm. i could beat him up that's just not itty bitty boys just because he has never had love he just needs someone to I love him don't what? think that I was jonah's point no no well also that's like he's so weak he's, he's all like all alone. quiet and like because he never had anyone to talk i just to. don't want to fix anyone uh he's just a sad little emo goth boy no, I would rock that outfit, though, like the leather belts and oh, straps. That's and... true. Go as that for Halloween. Ugh. Yeah, that would, I think, I don't know. I feel like I might do it. Take somebody home with that outfit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They would get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> 
sex is metaphorically my job. and figuratively. And yeah. I'm a boss. And with that, um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, so our topic for today is attachment styles. Um, so real quick before we start, uh, do you what? What? How much do you guys know uh, about attachment styles? Um, as a psychology minor, I have studied it, but I know nothing of it because school's worthless. Why do we? This listen? is true. We shouldn't. Haley, yeah, I what, second what about that. You? I don't really know much. I, I thought I had a secure attachment, but now I feel like I have all of the attachment styles. <laughs> so I, I kind of forgot everything I know about them. We can go into that because you can have more than one. Well, and I think what's going to happen here as we're talking about attachment is that, you know, attachment stems from your parental relationships because that's how you like base early relationships or whatever. That's the whole attachment theory, right? It's like based on your caregiver as an infant. Yeah, it can also be influenced by like uh, childhood, like trauma outside of those yeah. formative years. It's like probably... your attachment style can, it can change. It's not set in stone. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm can... guessing most people, especially our age. Yes, it's very. Mostly going to be based on their parental relationship or caregiver. Yes, you know, primary caregiver um, is which, going to be. Which means we're going to call you out for your daddy issues this evening. Yeah, feel free to. I not need it. Y- not you. Um. <laughs> I literally just said that to the listeners, but you just were instantly like, like, yep. Right. That's <laughs> so we know um, Jonna's story. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, um, there are four basic attachment styles. Uh, there is avoidant, uh, anxious, uh, secure, the elusive secure attachment uh and then there's dependent and uh why is that the elusive one i feel like that's a fairly normal like i don't feel like that's the most unhealthy or no it's one. it's the most it's the healthiest one but oh, so many people I our see. age <laughs> i was like i was like why that's the that one mean? we all ach- want like aspire to like uh, achieve which is from my understanding when you don't like not you know like you feel like like you want your caregiver near you, but you're also not like panicking when they're not there. A little bit. Oh, that's essentially kind of. what it is. Okay. You're on the right track. Um, that's what Google said, but Google's often wrong. I mean, like valid. Um, so essentially, your attachment style is how you find yourself, um, in layman's terms, um, behaving when you find yourself attached to someone. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be romantically. Uh, this could be within a friendship. This could be a familial relationship. Um, and it influences uh, most. Jesus. Siri, shut the hell up. <laughs> Your um, interpersonal relationships. So to just like break down what they are. Um, so if you have an anxious attachment style, um, you te- when you get very close to someone and perhaps they uh, change a pattern of behavior, something changes, they start getting a little bit distant. Uh, you instantly kind of want to grab onto them and never let them go. It's this like you want to like sink your claws in and never let them like leave. So you uh, Wait, a behavior which one is that? anxious. Okay. Um. So uh, common uh behavioral symptoms of this is going to be people that get uh, very clingy very fast. Uh, people that uh kind of make their significant other feel like they rely on them, and this bleeds into dependent, which is why it's kind of a newer one um but that's essentially it's this idea of like 
they're going to leave, so I have to sink my claws in and never let them go. Um, You just hit, like, the biggest, like, (laughs) like, ooh, they're going to leave. I need to, like, claws. Yes. That was such a messed (laughs) up sentence that literally made no sense. But I feel like that's a pretty common. Like, when you feel someone pulling away, you feel like you have to pull them Especially younger. Like, I feel like that was, like, big in high school. Oh, 100%. I was a cling, like, whew clingy ho and then on the opposite spectrum you have avoidant (laughs) (laughs) just a funny segue um on the opposite spectrum you have avoidant uh now this is an attachment style in which if you feel someone pulling away they violate a pattern uh you instantly want to run away burn it to the ground get out uh it's this theory of if i leave them before they leave me i won't get hurt hurt them before they hurt me um I identify a lot with this one, um, but it can be characterized by uh, elusiveness, uh, reservation, takes longer to warm up to someone. Um, and this one tends to make people feel like obsolete um, as kind of the result of the significant other. And then we have, we'll just go into the bad ones um, and then the good one. Um, so then there's dependent, which is I, based off of my understanding, it feels like an exacerbation of an anxious attachment style. It's when your entire being has just latched on to your... Did you say you masturbate to attachment style? No. Oh, exacerbate. Exacerbate. Oh, I'm dependent on masturbation. I mean... that's what you're saying. I'm so sorry. Um... Dependent is a worse form of anxious. It's an exacerbation of an anxious attachment style. Exacerbation. Yes. One of my favorite words. Um, It is characterized by your entire well-being is dependent on your significant other. So if they do or say something that would lead you to believe that they're pulling away or something's going on in their personal life or whatnot, it's an even more toxic form of that sink your claws in and never let them go because now there's a threat in their mind of your well-being if they do end up leaving and the hilarious thing is the more you chase someone the more you sink your claws in the more someone wants to leave you think absolutely depends on the person i think but i think that's generally when it's to this point of like toxicity it absolutely is going to but I, I think deter someone. I mean, you just said you yeah, identify. Yeah, but what if the other person also has like an, a dependent attachment? Yeah. Like, and what then if that's just depending like, on each other. That's just like, a burning building. Yeah, I was um, going to say, that's like the, like the worst That's the worst thing on the planet. Dependency ever. Yes. But maybe, go- I don't know. If it works, it works. I feel I like that's think. how I used to be with like my high school boyfriend and mm-hmm. we dated for four years. That doesn't mean it was good. And now. Well, I mean, that was high school. You're all who, better. Who, like, genuinely has, like, a good, healthy relationship in high school? I think I had one or two good ones. I dated How a long did they last? That's true. I had a nine-month and a seven-month and another seven-month and probably, like, a six-month. Those were my big four. The four apocalypse. The four, the four horsemen, horsemen of, of the, the apocalypse. apocalypse. They were all women, so. <laughs> The four horse girls of you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny you say that because. Do you like horse mind. girls? No. Is that your Tinder? <laughs> yeah, it used to be my Tinder, but I like looking for the horse girl of my dreams. Yikes. Um, I think it's funny. No, it's funny. I was that was a sarcastic yikes. Um, <laughs> um, but actually, though, horse girls. 
Um, I used to be a horse girl. I used to compete really? competitively in equestrian. You're kidding me. No, you I did, have a horse. You did barrel <laughs> jumping or? Like hurdle jumping. So what? Uh, I was going to, no, I was going to, that's crazy though. <laughs> Sad she's taken. I really, what? <laughs> I really like horses. I think they're cool animals, but they're kind of scary. I was also like eight years old, so horse girls have thick thighs. So, <laughs> and you know, thick thighs save lives. They do. And then finally, if you're healthy and well adjusted or you've just done a lot of work on yourself you probably have a secure attachment in which you don't react in running away and you don't react in like clinging on to another person you're just secure within yourself um apparently a lot of people are secure attachment to what Haley told me which maybe we just like don't know those people you know what i mean like we're cool so we don't hang out with lame people true or maybe we're all just like these at least we're funny (laughs) (laughs) but like maybe we like cling on to people (laughs) who are also clinging on to us so it's like we're like fueling these friendships because we're all like dependent Uh, see i'm not but i don't think like a healthy person would fix that no okay we actually i do kind of want to like talk about this so like talk about what we'll go into it just give me a minute just follow my train of thought okay um so what are you based off of john a train hour it always is. Um, Jonna wants to run a train on all of you folks at home. I do. Sign up now. Um, based off of what I just described, what attachment style do you guys identify the most with and how do you think it has affected your lives? Graham's think, on his phone. I think I'm at the same time all four. That's how I feel too. I'm okay. a different beast. Like I'm built different. And I that's on that's on God. Like <laughs> y'all can't handle me. I'm clingy one day and then I'm like literally won't talk to you the next. Like I'm like <laughs> the worst. Like it yeah. So sorry everyone. No, that's past. super valid cuz Haley, what are what Yeah, I was going to say no, why did you say? I yeah. feel like I identify with all four because I feel like I kind of chameleon to the person who I'm with. If that makes sense. What what is that style? Like if I feel like the relationship is secure, then I'm pretty secure in it. But if I feel like if someone's pulling away, then I'll pull away. Or if someone's clinging, I'll hang out with them all the time. Like I just have no. Well, it sounds like it's not at a detriment to you. You're just mirroring the behavior, which would indicate that you're probably more secure. Oh, hell yeah. if If you're mirroring the behavior and matching the energy. So for me, I also kind of feel like I'm, so I'm primarily avoidant to where if I, I get very attached to, to patterns and like consistency. And so when a pattern breaks, I like hyperanalyze it. But my first reaction is to immediately run away, burn it to the ground, tank it, better off by myself. However, because I'm hyperanalyzing, it causes me to get very anxious, but I don't ever act on it. Like maybe I'll try, like I'll attempt once and then I'm like, if it doesn't go well, I'm like, all right, I'm never, I'm never talking again. So that's super avoidant. Yeah, it's very, that's I have a super, very that's avoidant. Like all in avoidant. Yes, it's internally very anxious. Like I'll just sit and shut down. Oh. Um, but, but that's still avoidant if that it's like very avoidant into yeeting mm-hmm. the hell out of that. You oh, know yeah. No, D.B. Cooper, the whole thing. I'm going to run away, change my name. I don't know D.B. Cooper, but I feel like his name is in a lot of songs. 
Like um that <laughs> one. Do you guys listen to um MF Doom? No. Mm-mm. Like in one MF Doom song, he's like, like DB Cooper, and he just repeats it over and over and over. DB Cooper is a conspiracy theory. So there was this man on a flight that basically just disappeared in thin air. No one's ever been able to find him. And he took a bunch of money with him. Like he basically jumped out of the plane, but no one could find him after. He's just this mystery. So when it's like DB Cooper, this, it's like you're out. Avoidant. You're changing your entire. He's the archetype for avoidant. Low key. Yes. My hero. Avoidant attachment would not be that bad. Like I wish I could be avoidant. Oh yeah. It's like bad bitch energy. You're like, uh uh-uh. fuck a man yeah. kind of a thing like i wish i had that as the resident avoidant um it's great up until you you run away and you run away and you run away from any kind of connection because it also results in like i'm very reserved i come off as fairly reserved i'm not a very enthusiastic communicator if i communicate at all um i push people away keep people at arm's length jump shit from friend groups um i don't stay in one place very long and so then you run away you run away you run away and then you stop and you look around and you realize there's nothing no one's around you and you are cripplingly alone and that's terrifying (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but once you realize that and you kind of confront that about yourself you're able to like okay slowly but surely make more attachments, put down roots. Um, So I'm definitely not as avoidant as I used to be, but it still consistently like shows up, especially in like potential relationships. It is like, I I can't communicate. I can't, it's steel wall, absolutely nothing. Um, And most attachment styles that are like chronically anxious or chronically avoidant or chronically dependent are trauma responses. Um, so like, I know exactly where mine comes from. Um, it's also the same place extroversion comes from. Extroversion is almost always a personality trait formed from childhood trauma. Really? Mm-hmm. What is introversion? I introversion? Like introverts are the best of us. Uh, I don't. I feel like society really values extroversion. Sus- I guess like, I mean, every famous person. No, that's not true. But you know what I mean? Like. The cool kids in high school are like mm-hmm. the like social butterflies. Oh no, there's a horrid unappreciation of introverts. I read this book uh, about introversion and extroversion. The unspoken horse girls. It's called Quiet. Um, oh. I read that book too. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and introverts, they think through things way better than an extrovert. Um, they tend to have closer relationships and more intimate relationships because they keep a small group of friends. They're content being alone. Extroversion is this trait that's formed. It's the ability to make and break friendships quickly is a survival trait because we are communal animals and we're communitarian and we need to make friends in order to survive. I feel like that can be, I mean, as much as it is a negative thing, I think it can be a positive thing. Though. Oh, it's I mean, absolutely. A, it's it's both a negative and a positive. I mean, you, you could depending. say anything's a survival instinct because that's literally like the nature of like This isn't just like a Jana opinion. Thing. This is actually like a real scientific study. Well, God, just, are they about to fight? <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm just making the argument that I think you can, I, like I, I as... A resident extrovert. I think it's a positive, and it's it not is a positive. Like, it's not like I'm just like bye friend forever, you know. Like it's not like I'm just adding and dropping friends. Perhaps I'll rephrase it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Mad. I can rephrase. I'm not <laughs> saying extroverts. I'm an extrovert. Um, 
extroverts are wonderful because you know social butterflies we love it i also uh-huh. think introverts are phenomenal because they actually they think things through um i thought that was introverts that is introverts that's what she just said oh i thought you said extroverts i'm confused <laughs> um both are really i thought you were gonna hype up extroverts and then you just went back to hype they up hype introverts. themselves up enough yeah they kind of do <laughs> um both are good personality traits but they have found that most children that come from a broken home tend to develop extroversion um so I that's came from a very broken home and i'm very introverted Ooh, I want. I like said. The, I said the word tend. It's not one hundred percent of the time. I don't know, but you read I the mean, book. It talks about it in the book. I don't remember that, but I remember reading the book. I read a book report on it. It's a very good book. Anyways, it can happen. They have found a pattern. Um. No, I don't doubt that it can happen. I just think. I don't know. I think a lot of things. I've been thinking. I don't know. I recently I've thought that like I feel like I used to be really extroverted and anxiety has made me less and less. Cuz I used to like not get nervous like in big groups and now it's like I will spend mm-hmm. like minutes like you know like when you're like having a conversation with people and you're trying to think of what to say and then they're on to the next topic and you're like, "Well, damn." I feel like that's all the time now, which was never the case before. I mean, it certainly changes with age. Maybe you're becoming more introverted. That's what I think. There are a lot of extroverted introverts because we live in such an extroverted society that it's introverts that have to kind of like pretend to be extroverted. And yeah. it's like completely subconscious. It, like it, it's like definitely a learning curve though because mm-hmm. I'm like trying to like be okay with like being, especially during the panty. Oh my God, the panty. Because the panty, I've just been like, I have to be alone like 90% of the time and I have to like learn to be okay with that. I will say I think that this pandemic has been the greatest thing to ever happen for introverts. Like I, I love it. I don't oh, have for to introverts. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to socialize. I don't like feel the need to like mm-hmm. see people who I'm like and yeah, like you don't have to like fake like wanting to go out. Now. Yeah. You can just be like I'm scared of COVID and stay home and it's great. It's the best excuse in the world <laughs> yeah. for getting out of stuff, like literally. This is true. But um, I like how many of my friends were like, yeah, I'm not going home for Christmas this year because of the pandemic. And they just didn't want to see their <laughs> shitty families. Valid. Underst- I'm like, I'm trying to see them hoes whenever. <laughs> what? I love my family. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you met your friends. And I was like, oh, no. doesn't make any sense. Um, so back to the topic at hand. Um, so how do you think your guys's blend of attachment styles affect your lives and your like love life? Okay. How, let me rephrase it. How do you guys find yourself reacting in positive ways and negative ways in, I would say the beginning stages of getting attached to someone or connecting with someone or for Haley later stages or later stages or what you found yourself doing in the beginning, which you've done in the past. Like just what are your thoughts on how your specific way of attachment has affected your interpersonal relationships? Do you think you're attached to Mark? Yeah, I think definitely at the beginning, I'm very clingy, like, and I hate that word, but like, I just want to be around them all the time. I want to like get to know them better. Like, um, yeah. I, I is know. that like a honeymoon thing you think like where you're like you can't get enough of them 
No, because I feel like it lasts throughout like the whole relationship. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm not hanging out with my significant other. Okay, I also have really bad ADHD, so I don't know if this like plays into it. But like if someone's not in front of me all the time, like they just literally don't exist. Like, like. (laughs) So you don't have a boyfriend right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that's different. (laughs) But like, like if I go too long without seeing a friend or like, um, I don't know. I just feel like... Do you think you fixate on boyfriends <laughs> then? Because I feel like for me... I mean, I, I definitely like feel the same sometimes Like that, I, that I'm like, I want to be around them all the time, you know? Yeah. But like, I feel like that... Then it's like my friends probably get a little cold shoulder. Which yeah, sucks. I feel like I'm really bad about having friends when I'm in relationships just because... <laughs> like I would always just rather be with my boyfriend which, which is bad but it and like my like, last relationship like not the one I'm in now but like none of my friends liked my boyfriend so oh I would, see that's like we just like red flag hang number one. that's that's big red flag that's one-on-one Haley I know but um but when you're in a relationship we love the color red no I don't think I have a lot of red flags in this relationship I, like I run red lights all the time 100% literally constantly. I don't drive <laughs> figurative red lights <laughs> figurative um well i feel I, like that's super normal like wanting to be around someone like i feel like that's not it's a good thing I it is a good thing to be around Hon- honestly SO. maybe not always the healthiest i think there's a line i think there's yeah, like a normal sure. place where it's like when you want to be around someone all the time and like that's super healthy and that's super normal because like infatuation it's like this drug and you can't get enough of it um, I feel like it becomes detrimental when it starts to put people off. Um, like when you don't text your friend Graham ever or even tell him that you have a new boyfriend <laughs> who just happens to be one of Graham's best friends. I don't think Mark would think I'm one of his best friends, but I consider him one of my best friends. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of funny because we just like didn't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> for like ever. Like You guys just hung out on your little honeymoon in yeah. Paris and didn't tell us, <laughs> us plebes. I was so surprised. But also makes sense. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. It all checked out. It I didn't I didn't out. think it. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, grandma was. Graham? <laughs> grandma. <laughs> <laughs> well, Haley, I'm so proud of you. You and Marcus make a great couple. You really do. I was going to say Jonna. When I told Jonna, Jonna was like. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jonna say? What did you say? Because you know Mark fairly well just from work, I'm assuming. Jonna was like, we all saw it coming. Like, we all knew. Maybe it was just me. <laughs> I was like, I saw it coming. Jonna also saw us on like our first secret date. Oh. At Rudabay. You were there at the t- And you guys came over and talked to us for a second yeah that was so long ago that was a year ago you guys went on a secret date a year ago yeah you're ridiculous (laughs) okay but then the pandemic you guys were hanging out then the pandemic happened oh and you guys kind of stopped he moved to omaha and oh i didn't know that yeah my best friend he's (laughs) really not my best friend i didn't know did you I, i was just going in on a on a buffalo cauliflower sandwich and mark and Haley were trying to be Okay, secret date, and you go to Rutabagas? Not very secret of you. That's the spot. That spot was bumping. This is a plug for Rutabagas. Go to Rutabagas. <laughs> That's so good. Um, did I talk to you guys, or did I just, like, wave and was like... <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we waved at each other, and, like, we sat, like, directly across from you. I make Mark come and talk to me every time I see him in public. 
Because, like, yeah, he's like... just not going to get away with that. <laughs> yeah, did I do that? I don't think so. I think oh. um, we just, like, walked by you. It was probably awkward, though, because it was, like, the first time I was hanging out with the girl I was with. Oof. Hi, Jenna. what a wild quinky dank i don't even remember what we were talking about um Um, how your attachment styles affect you i would also like to put a personal shout out for the clingers out there i love a clingy person simps i love a clinger because i can't you feel good kind of it makes me feel i'm like oh they like like they like me because oh, I run yeah. I run away because I'm like ah oh, they don't they're not into me, out. Which I think now I kind of match people like if they're if they're simping I will simp hard and like I words of affirmation is my love language and so if somebody's like clinging and like hey I really liked hanging out with you hey you know you're a cutie huh? I'm just like huh? <laughs> and I just like I'm so into it and I will reciprocate that big time and love it. But the other way too if somebody's like not i gotta wait i will not affirm shit i'll be like um i will say that i think mark is also like very similar to my attachment style like i feel like we can hang out all the time but he's better about taking time for himself like he'll he'll be like okay i need to do my own thing Mark is so stable. I know. He is so stable. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, And then I'm like, I guess I can move back into my house. (laughs) I have trouble doing that, like asking people. Because I feel like there, I had specifically had one relationship where I had this girlfriend where I'd be like, hey, like, you know, I think this, you know, today I'm just going to do my thing. Like, I got homework, you know, whatever. And, And she'd be like, oh. And, like, make me feel bad. And so, like, now I think I don't do that enough. That's manipulation. You think? Say it louder for the people in the back. That is manipulation if someone makes you feel bad for having a life, which you should have one. Yeah, which is, like, and you know. But I just, I feel like Mark will be like, okay, I'm going to spend the night at my house. And I'm like, do you want to come over? Do you want to do this? <laughs> like, and I'm then not, they like, say no. I don't, yeah, I don't make him feel bad, but I'm always just like, See, that's, yeah, the that's offer is on the table True. and I'm oh, fine no. with being alone, but and I wasn't also trying I want to hang out. insinuate that you're, because I don't think. But also you get a little hurt, like not hurt, hurt, but it's like they say yeah. no and it's like. Yeah, but I mean. You guys understand. I think, you know, you understand oh, yeah. that they just need that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's not about you. And it's, I feel like usually when he needs it, like, I need it too. I just yeah, don't you, recognize you that. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's kinda, absolutely it works. a thing. It works for everyone. Well, great. Haley has a great <laughs> relationship. <laughs> so you got any friends? <laughs> Does Mark have any? No, yeah. I know all of Mark's friends. Yeah. I have friends. I feel like I have last semester, I literally, like, Mark and I started dating and, like, well, started, like, hanging out all the time in August and, like, school started and I just stopped hanging out with all of my friends. Like, I literally went a whole semester without seeing anyone. But one, it was, like, mostly because of COVID and then also because I was just not, I was just hanging out with Mark all the time. So I feel like that's, like, the downfall of my attachment style. Yeah. I definitely think I've cold-shouldered my friends, and I, I think hopefully they don't feel that way all the time, but I'm sure, like, I had a friend group in high school, and I just go back to high school, because that's when all my relationships were. I've been a single Pringle for days, but, like, in high school, I would, like, not hang out with my friend group when I was in a relationship, which sucks, you know? It's kind of rude of me. It's very easy. Sorry, guys. 
I love you. <laughs> it happens. I feel like there's no reason to feel bad for doing that because it's like so normal, but just being aware of it. And then I think yeah. it becomes less prominent as you get older. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, throwing some effort in when you can with your friends. Oh, hundred, absolutely. You know. I say 100% all the time. 100. 100. Hundo percent. Absolutely 100%. So what's very interesting about attachment styles is they're very formed by uh, whatever your personal love map is. Um, And so... Your love what? Your love map. Love what? Is that like Dora where where she pulled out the map? Precisely. I'm a map. I'm a map. Swipe or no swiping. What is that though? Explain that. So your love map is formed um, within the first couple of years of your childhood. Uh, it tends to be linked to your primary oh, caregiver. the small child inside of you. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the, the second coming of Christ. Is it... Uh, what? Coming. <laughs> Trigger word. We're going to de- get demonetized from Spotify for that. Yikes. That's eh, fine. I don't care about um, money. I just want to learn. We also don't make money from Spotify. Speaking no. of learning. Yeah, it was a joke, Haley. It was a joke. Speaking of learning, please teach me more about love maps. Um, so it's like I said, it's really centered around your primary caregivers. And so if you have good primary caregivers that give you love and affection and socialization and like touch and contact and affection, um, you probably have more of a secure attachment style. Um, However, for those of us who may have uh, rocky relationships with one or two of our uh, primary caregivers, uh, that will manifest directly into uh, our attachment styles as well as the people that we're attracted to. Um, Oh, so that's the love map is. Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, there's a very common uh rhetoric in at least like western culture of like the spark you know you meet someone and there's a spark um more often than not and a lot of uh psychologists and authors and relationship experts can concur um if you feel a spark with someone maybe butterflies um it's not real it tends not to be the healthiest person for you it tends to be you recreating whatever the mm. uh, chink in the armor is in your love map with armor. your primary caregiver. Um, so what so are you supposed to feel with someone? Comfort. Everyone, the concurrence is you're supposed to feel peace. <laughs> you're supposed to feel comfort. It's supposed to be warm. It's not supposed to be like... Easy. It, easy. You know what I mean? Like yes. I feel like if you fall into a relationship, maybe that's bad because you're just like allowing yourself to mm-hmm. like rely on what you know well yeah i mean from Which... f- the the old adage of like what? this is gonna sound weird um so like girls adage. adage is that not the way to say it old, i i don't know what that means adage it's like a old saying okay um word 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 of like girls date their dads and boys date their moms you that's crazy (laughs) i see that on Pornhub all the time i didn't think it was real (laughs) men cancel culture um (laughs) gram is canceled (laughs) 
talking privileges that's revoked. What I meant. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> implying is that I'm canceling myself. Um, so back to dating your dad, Oedipus Complex. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I found myself, obviously the primary caregiver that I had the most um, conflict with was my like absent father. And so it manifested in my love map by going after emotionally unavailable men um, who needed fixing because subconsciously if i could fix them if i could make them suddenly available you to me even daddy though come back in a really roundabout not weird way no i, I don't think that's I, it's just an emotional thing more than a sexual it's very common and like it happens with boys it happens with and this isn't just like a like boys. N- like a like a nuclear family thing that happens i wish can, i had a nuclear family so love maps <laughs> That's the habit that I got into. I realized that was the habit I got into because it was every single guy was the same. Um, and then you can rewire your love map. So if you find yourself falling into a pattern, if you're going after the same types of people, if it's constantly ending in the same exact way, um, there might be a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy happening and there might be a little bit of a problem within your love map. And there's so much more information about love maps there's a really wonderful TED talk about it. If you want to look it up, I highly recommend. Um, but there are ways that you can rewire your love map and therefore kind of rewire your attachment styles because they are intrinsically related. Um, one piece of advice that helped me with rewiring my love map was go on dates with guys I didn't feel anything for. Hear me out. I didn't. <laughs> I'm sure those men love that. <laughs> Um, like be nice and just like get used to being around like an emotionally available, like nice, stable, whole person. And then eventually what you what happens is you find yourself being more drawn to those healthier qualities. It's like immersion therapy. You kind of mentioned that last episode. Yeah. Expose yourself to what you need as opposed to what you crave and you will begin to crave the thing that you need. Um, so I'm not saying just like go out with some like guy that you don't care about, don't like or whatever, but be around. Jonna thinks you should take out guys that you hate with a burning passion and pretend to like them and get a free dinner. Get, okay. That I'm not mad about that. <laughs> like, honestly, I think I've given out a lot of free dinners and I'm not mad at all. So do you think that you show affection by buying people free dinners? Maybe. Maybe it's because, I don't know, with somebody I don't know, you know, maybe that's an easy way to, like, show that I'm interested or like them, which, you know, kind of on the same level of affection, kind of. I don't know. I just think, like, get your bag. I, like, hopefully they... I'm, they don't like hate going to dinner with me and enjoy the experience as well as enjoy the free the freeness of the meal, but that that's always the hope. But hopefully that's not the only form of affection. How else do you show affection? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very touchy. Like I'm super. I don't think like I'm a uh, physical touch person, but like I am. Like I don't want to be, but I am. I don't know. What about you guys, Jonna? Um, I am definitely very physically affectionate. Um, 
the other way I tend to show affection is like acts of service. Like cooking dinner is a big thing. Like how I show affection or like doing small things. I'm not very good at vocalizing that I care. Um, especially like in the beginning of like just getting to know someone. Um, Cause once I feel comfortable, like night and day, totally different person, big softy. Um, but in the beginning, it's definitely like acts of service. It's like doing little things. I'll pay attention to things. I'll like remember someone's favorite color, their favorite coffee order. And if I know they're having a bad day, like I'll bring them that coffee order and I'll like drop it off. Like it's small. It's the little things and how I show affection. And I think it's it really bleeds into that. Of It's because it's the avoidant attachment style. Like I'm not good at upfront just being like, hi, I really like you and I want to see where this goes. It's more of a like, I remembered your favorite color and um, here's some pasta. <laughs> Please like me. <laughs> um, but it definitely like, I think it bleeds into the attachment style and like it makes sense for like how you show affection that it's you vocalize that you identify with most of them, but it's like mostly anxious. I would say. Which one's anxious? The one where it's like claws. Oh, probably, because I'm like words of affirmation. Yeah. And, and so it, I think that goes with anxious, probably. You know, so it's you have to like vocalize like. You yeah, know. like I want I want that vocalization, but I'm also like maybe mm -hmm. overly vocalizing sometimes. It just depends, though, really. It does depend on the person and like the kind of relationship that is being established, which is why I like can't stand the whole like the game of a new relationship because it's so like well i can't say that because like, like that's chess. clingy and i can't do that and i have to yeah, do this like I've, you're trying not to be any you know you're trying not to be clingy you're trying not to be too standoff you're trying you're to trying be ambiguous i hate it so much i just like wish you that just be yourself but that's what does that even mean i just wish that people could just like sit down and talk like i'm they interested can. let's see where it goes see i i i've heard that they can but I, <laughs> but like where but like when because i'm not gonna initiate that especially as a woman i feel like i feel like dtrs are like i mean and, they're important and to, to that i mean like that doesn't seem like a you know classic one even if it's just like hey this is fun let's see where it goes yeah it you doesn't know, that, have to be like a we're dating exactly. now it's like a i'm interested in you if you're interested in me let's see where it goes like i wish i could just say that because i'm so tired of playing the game like I'm, I've been, I literally named this podcast the game because it's all playing games. And I named, and we started it at a place where I'm so exhausted of the game. I'm so tired of it. I just want to be blunt and honest. See, and I So think why aren't you? Because I will get labeled as crazy if See, I am. I don't I think it's crazy. I feel like my way of showing affection is just being like very upfront, like being like, I want to like I think my way is quality time and so I feel like I'm always just like I want to hang out I want to see you like I don't know see I don't want to bother anybody that's the other thing like if I'm talking to someone and I'm like somewhere and I'm like oh like do you want to I'll think I'll be like I should text them and see if they want to like study I won't because I'm like I don't want to like bug them like they're probably doing their own thing See, I don't want to specifically with the like DTR like hey I like this it's going well let's keep doing this I don't do that because I've had people be like what we just started talking you're really gonna like try to DTR and like act like I'm like cuckoo 
See, and or, that's my fear. Or I just feel like that I have I'm not like had super the same clingy. experiences. Really? I feel like you just let it all out. And it if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like, yeah. then you know it's not going to work I out. I do and agree you know with that. that. Well, damn, perfect person. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I'm not trying to know. No, I'm just, I'm just playing you. with you. No, I, I think that's a good attitude, though, to just like put it all out. No, I agree. I need to get better about but then it. But it sucks when the cards aren't in the But stars. then you know where it is. I don't know what I just <laughs> There's no like ambiguity. At, like at least if you like have the courage to be like, hey, I like being around you. Let's see where this goes. And they're like, ah, uh, not really. It's like, all right, that's and you fine. Can deal with we can it. be friends. Yeah, and, and then you can just grieve it, deal mm. with it and like move on. But it's the ambiguity of like, I guess we just, uh, you know. Sometimes my brain just doesn't know, though, like genuinely. What do you mean? Like, like, you know, maybe people don't won't talk about it, you know, or something. But like genuinely, sometimes I'm like, I am seeing where this is going. Like, I don't, you know, but, uh, like there's hints of liking. Well, even I mean, there's like a multitude of scenarios in which this has happened to me. But it's like I'm trying to figure out like if I like them because like it's just like a flirty or if like I want like I always feel bad because I don't want to like start like, you know, like I don't want to get somebody like into a relationship and then be like, oh, I don't want a long term relationship with you. You know what I mean? I don't want to waste people's times. And so I'm like genuinely trying to figure out like I'm trying to do the calculus of like if I want something long or if like I'm just having fun and enjoying it and maybe i'm overthinking it in my head but that keeps me from dtring sometimes i think that's very normal and that's very okay so long as like because i know i've done that before i'm fairly decisive with that like i know instantly if i'm like if i could like someone or not it's just a feeling um, I think it's like, and I think sometimes it comes off as like, I'm playing, like I'm, like I'm playing a game, like I'm yeah. trying to be like, like I'm being non-committal, but it's like, I don't. It's cause you don't know. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I like I don't, and I don't want to like commit if I'm going to like jump ship, you know, I don't want to do that to people. And that's like admirable. As long as you don't like set the precedent. Not really. Like I should just be decisive. And Well, I mean, some people are just naturally like indecisive. I don't think it's a bad trait. So long as you don't set the precedent to that other person, then it's fine. Yeah. You know? And usually, you know, if I was just honest about that, like, I don't know. But it's like, like also like, how do you say those things? You just say them. I just, I'm just going to play them this podcast. <laughs> and I'll be like, that's how I feel. It happens. I feel like no one should like dog on themselves for like being less than per be being less than Haley. Um, <laughs> yes, I feel so obnoxious. A relationship. But I just feel like no, you're not. I really just, just feel like you need to just fucking communicate. Like that's the only thing I've learned. Like, like wouldn't you rather just get the answer besides like pondering, pussyfooting um, around? Okay. You know what I mean? Like I I know they don't like me, and I don't need to hear it. <laughs> But facts. But um, most of the time, I like. Of course, if I'm like, I don't know, then I want to know. But then people I make it weird sometimes when you ask them. I feel like if they are doing things consistently that show that they are disinterested or have lost interest, that is an answer enough. Like I don't need to like confront them dramatically. Like, hey, what happened? If it's like, uh, it's okay, clear. Now I'm thinking maybe I am clingy because. 
or like anxious avoidant or whatever i don't remember i'm also style. now like you need to yeah because now what, I, yeah, yeah like if someone's pulling away i'm like wait where are you going like what are you what, what happened? are you doing yeah what did i yeah, do yeah like i need to know like i need the answers and i will ask and i will confront these issues because you, I, you probably get a lot more closure doing that <laughs> oh, because i feel I'm like someone could tell me they could straight up just be like i met someone else i'm not interested in it i'm like, like all right wait, what do you mean like buds? why didn't why? Listen, hope that's fun for you dude i just doesn't like i i i wish in theory i could like just be like honest like that and because then if they're like oh, i just kind of lost interest and if they told me that i'm like you know what fair still buds like I, i'm very good at being friends with someone that it's like it didn't work out i'm not i feel like it's just so awkward <laughs> to hang up. out with someone <laughs> after you've like made out with him i don't it's, know that's I my opinion like maybe if like i've had sex with somebody or confused or uh yeah if they at the end of the day the rule of thumb that i just live by is if they like you you'll know they'll put an effort in if you're confused they don't get over it they're just not that into you and that might be just a hint of the avoidance well why would i sit around and justify all these reasons that maybe he's intimidated by me (laughs) maybe he Maybe my personality was just, why would I sit there? You know what? He just lost feelings. That happens to all of us. I'm not going to hold it against him. And I'm certainly not going to be pissy about it. I'm just going to like move on, you know? And if they don't want to make an effort, that's... Then you should not. I'm not going to make an effort. You know, you yeah. want me, earn me. That's kind of just how I live. Um, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Uh, what do you think are some other solutions for people out there who might have a chronically anxious attachment style, chronically avoidant or dependent? Like, what do you think they can do or you have done as you've grown up and matured that has improved your attachment style? I think I got this one. Go for it. For you guys with bad attachment styles, simply don't. Just stop it. (laughs) Okay, what I was going to (laughs) say is the only thing that I have been saying is to just communicate. Like, if I start to get anxious because, like, I'm not spending enough time with my partner, I'm like, hey, I feel like you're pulling away. I'm starting to feel like you don't want me anymore, and I don't think that's the case, and I just need reassurance. Girl, you can't do that after two dates. They don't owe you anything. You can do that when you're dating somebody. Okay, well, that's what I was talking about. (laughs) Okay, I'm saying in the beginning. Because attachment style problems kind of happen in the beginning. Like, once you're, like, mutually invested, it's kind of like, now we're just going to work through the attachment issues. But when you're getting started, it's like, if one person's anxious, one person's avoidant, they're both overthinking, or, like, you keep self-sabotaging relationships. Like, what do you think a person can do for that? Because at the end of the day, no one owes you anything communicate i no. i think you're right though you keep saying that but i, I think you're right I and think i think that like if you if it's gonna work out or if you want it to work out like you literally just have to talk about it like you shouldn't be scared of the person that you want to and be if, with if not it'll just disintegrate yeah and if you want to live that life so be it what about people who keep finding themselves in f- situationships that continuously disintegrate and it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe Spend some time alone and I was figure say, out why. Yeah, why you're doing that. Mm-hmm. But maybe I was going to say just don't be afraid to double down. Because I think sometimes... Double I'm, down? Double down and like be vulnerable. Yeah. Because I think that's for mm-hmm. me. For me, I found that like, you know, 
We all know. Sometimes I just gotta let myself. Get y'all hurt. said the V word. Yeah, we all know. Jana's biggest fear is vulnerability. vulnerability. But literally, you're gonna if it's gonna be like a long term relationship, like you're gonna have to be comfortable with being vulnerable with that person. And if you don't feel like you can do that, then they're probably not the one. Well, I think even yeah, that's actually a really good point. You just <laughs> said it. If you're not comfortable being vulnerable, maybe they're not the right person for you. Okay, but I'm not comfortable being vulnerable with like anyone and, and why is that also, why do you think that is yeah it's a survival mechanism why rely on someone else when they can always when let you down in the world everything a man can give me i can give myself so why not So maybe stop pursuing men just accept being single if you True. don't want to and if it's anyone. discontent then if there's discontentment associated with that then maybe then it's time to change but if there's not out. then then what's the, True. what's the point of being with someone if you feel like you're fulfilled? Yes. Uh, vulnerability issues also can stem from like family, like how you're raised. So like I grew up in like a relatively like colder environment and was like just taught like emotions are weakness. Don't trust them. Don't trust people. Don't rely on other people. So like not only is my attachment style avoidant, but I was also taught to just not rely on anybody and i want to it's not that i don't want to rely on someone it's that like i don't know the how to i feel like it'd be good for you to be with someone who is also as dependent uh, as independent as you are like i earlier you were talking about how you want someone to be clingy but i feel like it'd be good no because it proves if someone's clingy it proves to me that they like actually like me and so then i can let down my walls like slowly but surely my friends have compared me to like, a, you ever had a stray cat trapped under your house and you got to go like, come on, come on, come on. And then it starts coming out and then it goes back in and then it starts coming out and then it goes back in and then you so just have to lure it out. The person luring is the clinger and yes. you're the cat under the house. And I will, I will reciprocate it. I will match an energy. I will do that. You just got to know what my bowl of milk is. Um, What's your bowl of milk? Do you know what your bowl of milk is? Yeah affection that yes under this metaphor it would just be like effect you know yeah if someone can consi- like gives me affection then i'm like okay i can kind of like let the walls down and then i'll be a very affectionate person okay i'm gonna roast you a little bit go for but it. i feel like you can't expect someone to just dump loads of affection on you oh no and that's my problem yeah. and that's my big problem yeah. no and that's my huge problem and I feel like that's something that if you want to pursue relationships that you need to work on i know i know my my friend kyle actually put it but he this is the most effective thing he's ever said to me he was like jonna your biggest problem is that you simultaneously want men to think you don't care and also be wrapped around your finger and he said that to me like a year ago and that kind of like was the domino effect of me being like oh i need to like figure out my vulnerability issues i'm much more willing now um and how are you gonna do that see that's what i'm like trying to figure out i think i'm just gonna i i referenced last time like how I'm like, I don't know how to do a lot of things, but I'm willing to try and look stupid. So I think it's just like... I think that's just all of my relationships is looking stupid. I think that's just like the nature of trying new things, which is like yeah. getting into new relationships is always yeah. like trying new things for me because everyone's different. And I do, would probably have to communicate to my partner like, hey, um, I hope this isn't weird, but I'm not great at showing affection right off the bat. And I'm willing to try but it just might come off really like dumb. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like a kid trying on like 
their like parents clothes like it's gonna be like i don't know what i'm doing but it's like when you for you go out driving for the first time in like a parking lot see i was gonna say mom's heels fit perfect <laughs> i was strutting <laughs> i believe it um so like i know that there are things that i need to do to help this situation and like i'm aware of those solutions and so for if there's any sad little lonely avoidant attachment person listening to this who may or may not relate to me just be willing to look be willing to like dare and like look stupid and communicate i need to do that <laughs> Haley's on her communication yeah. so far you've just been looking true. at me this whole time just waiting to say that. um you're not wrong that i'm in I I really think that in all of my relationships like that haven't worked out in the past, everything would have just been so much better if I would have just said how I felt all the time. And maybe like even if it didn't get better or work out, you could have gone out you sooner. Have the closure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah, get closure, move on but easier. Also, like no one owes you closure. I think they like, do. Like no, they don't. I think I think I am entitled to closure. Something I've learned. Okay, I it think it definitely depends on the situation. It does depend like on that. the situation. I think some situations you need to be content with never getting closure, especially like the big T traumas, like that you don't get closure on. Sometimes you just have to make peace with the fact that you won't get closure, and not a whole lot of people owe you that. I think you can make it happen if that's what you need. And you have every right to do that. Well, I think you can get closure on your own, too. Like, do you guys think? I don't know. Like, I don't think I confront my exes to get closure. I never I did. get closure by, like, <laughs> making, I get closure by, like, making peace with, you know, yes. what happened, which usually doesn't take the form of, like, hashing it out with them. True. Usually it's hashing it out on my own or, you know, whatever. I feel I, like that comes after I attempt to get closure. I will say the oh. few people that I have actually gotten closure with. And it wasn't like some like dramatic, like we're both crying. It was more of a like, hey, why didn't that like work out? Um, and they like are honest with me. Like I almost respect that honesty. Like I did that with a uh, motorcycle boy. I was like, okay, like out of curiosity, like what was it that like went wrong? Like what was the moment? Like I'm curious. I want to learn from this. And he told me and I was like, that's actually really helpful to me. And I appreciate it. And I or understand. They're, or they're just like, they're like, yeah, you just kind of suck. <laughs> and you're like well damn see okay, has that ever happened to you oh yeah that's oh. never happened to you maybe it's just because i've had so many flings but it probably also because i do suck occasionally don't we all and I'm not, I'm no not, i'm perfect I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just kidding it's pisces season wait that's not what that is but whatever it works i don't you know said it was like crying and stuff why are you looking at me like i'm crazy <laughs> I feel like low-key, <laughs> there are certain things I wouldn't want to know. I was talking about this with my roommate last night, actually, about this. And because I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I just, I was talking about how, like, I might actually communicate my feelings once. And she was like, you know, they, what if the reason that, like, a person doesn't like you is because, like, what if the literal reason is, like, 
your breath stinks or like you're <laughs> like you're Sometimes. fatter than I like oh. women. Like if someone said that to me and was honest, like most of the time I'm pretty good with brutal honesty. I really appreciate it. That's but like if someone said that to me, like that would launch me into like a spiral. Especially if it's something just like that you can't change. Yeah, you know, or it's like you shouldn't be expected to change such Mm -hmm. as weight. Like that's such a ridiculous thing to. Yeah. You know, like turn someone off of you or your relationship or whatever. So I think at the end of the day, it's personal. Like if you need to know, do it. Like, communicate. If you don't, move on. You know, any other solutions? So we talked about immersion therapy. We talked about communication. Um, Any other last minute? Self-awareness. Self-awareness, for sure. Just think, reflect. Start a podcast. (laughs) Honestly. Don't do that. We don't. Be a guest on our podcast. Be a guest on our podcast. Know thyself. Um, Communicate. Be aware um, of how you affect others. And I really do think that it is a very freeing thing to know that, like, especially in the beginning, no one owes you anything. And But if you feel like you need something, you can demand that from them if that is for your own benefit and it's not coming from, like, a vain, self-deprecating place. Um, so it really is, like, personal. So should I, do you think, like, vocalize needs such as, like, the need to be pegged yes okay early on that's good to know so that's gonna be the the end of tonight's episode thanks for listening and thank you for playing the game